Welcome to the BV Nighthawks Alum Podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media at BV Nighthawks Alums and visit our website to donate at www.bvnighthawksalum.ca. Now here's the show. Welcome back, all of our Beaver Valley Alumni Association. This is our episode one of the Hawk Talk pod for season two. And I'm really pumped here to have Connor Jones, Jake Morissette. We got a special guest coming up on today's episode. Boys, how you doing? Doing good. Looking forward to getting a few more episodes back in. Yeah, cool. I know the listeners can't see you get our faces, but man, it's good to see you guys. You know? Yeah, you too. Yeah, I tell you, I was uh <clears throat> we were talking just just before we went record there and, and just about uh you know watching that video that uh, TJ posted out there. So if anyone hasn't seen that video, jump on uh jump on Instagram there. Um on our BV alumni's page because you know watching watching our change room um and it's updated man it, it's looking pretty nice i wish we had a stationary bike when i played that probably would have, uh, i would have looked at that a lot while others wrote it but uh just the whole thing looking at and uh and a projector screen too i could have worked a little bit more on my, on my pp skills but um just going through that change room and looking going wow like we sat in those boots. like you can you can reframe them you can update them everything but you know, the people that have sat in that change room, um, it really brought back some awesome memories. I got some goosebumps right away when I saw that. So, Super cool. Looked really good. Obviously, it'd be good to get our guest take on that today, what the room was like when he played, obviously. Absolutely. Those, uh, I love seeing uh, the the names under the stall, how they showed that off, too. I mean, I just that's that was a cool, pretty cool tradition. I remember, can't remember who sat in my stall, but I know I was excited. I hope it was Chris Cuff, you know. <laughs> yeah i just i mean i i still remember just the day you you go in um and it's like you're you know you've got your helmet up there and your, your own gloves it's just like it's, it's such a uh i think experience that anyone that's played um i guess junior hockey when you actually you know don't have to buy your own equipment um can really look at it and go wow like that was that was a pretty cool experience putting those on like uh, and throwing a tie down it was always fun too <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, boys, th- today we got, I mean, our guest today is Dwayne Boulin, and we're really happy to have him on. We've talked to him a little bit before in the past with the Alumni Association. Um, this, this guy, uh, if you look at, at, at where he's, where he's from and, and you look a little bit back, we don't have as much information as we can about those teams, but just reading off a few things here, um, you know, local guy, you'll talk a bit more about that 85 to 91, um, you know, most dedicated player back to back to back to back years, um, which is just kind of like obviously a real night hawk uh, guy who, who really resonates and shows what this team is all about. And, 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 and I'm, I'm sure he's a, a, a kind of a lifelong hawk and that's, you know, a model guy who, who we'd, uh, we'd really want our players to look up. So, so uh, Dwayne, welcome to the show. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So, when when you looked at, did you have a chance to look at that that video that TJ put out there? Yeah, I had a had a look. I've had the privilege to go in the dressing room, you know, over the last few years, so I've seen the changes. Um, you know, the basic as you well, even when you walk in, it's different than it was when I played. The, you know, the entrance is different, and there's a lot of different things, but the structure is the same. You know, you got your cubicles like you guys were talking. Um, initially, they had handmade uh, name tags on the top i think roy kasler did that for the for the guys 
I believe I still have mine probably somewhere in my memorabilia. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. And then I had a chance to sign my, sign the seat in my stall that I sat in for the most of my years. Obviously I probably had a few. You didn't sit in the same stall for five years in a row. Well, you know, you have to have pecking order. Right? So you have a you know, throne. I, I was a rookie once. Right. Yeah, he was right. a rookie. As soon as he gets it, you don't want to be, you don't want to be a guy near the showers. He's, he's like next year or two, he's getting a bit better moving up. I'm guessing by your, by your, by your most senior year, you were, uh, you had the stall that you could put your feet up in, right? No, not lucky there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was creature of habit. I just, it didn't really matter to me, like where I sat. I just, I just like to play the game. And I'm sure it was like, uh, um, do I remember too? Like I, 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 bet, I know what stall I sat in, but realistically, I mean, you're sitting down, maybe tying up your skates, but most of the time you're walking around the change room, you're chatting with other guys and hanging out. I don't think, I don't maybe you know ten minutes before game time you're sitting in your stall because you're doing your thing, but really the hour and a half, two hours you're there before the game, no one's really sitting much. You're you're kind of up and about. And I don't know if you guys had a five disc changer uh, CD player when when you played, probably not, but me and James cassettes. Cassettes, yeah. So yeah. Who was who were you guys doing mixtapes at least? Oh, probably yeah. I that that wasn't my uh, wasn't in my wheelhouse to do so. Someone else took care of that. You don't remember the pump up song before the game? Like you didn't have like, hey, we're hitting the tape at this time. Uh, you know, six forty five before we get out there. Well, like I think I've explained to you before, it's been like probably over thirty years. So there there are a few songs I'm sure it's, uh, but they don't come to mind right off. Right off the uh, jump here. Timmy, I know your song, right? Sandstorm Darude back and forth the whole time. It was uh it still pops up on my phone like this day in history. It was a Sandstorm came out like in the night. So I don't know who sent that to me, but I can't get it off there now. It's in my it's in my alerts every time. I think it's I think it's coming up soon, like September maybe it's early October or something. Anyways. Uh, um so Dwayne, can you tell tell us a bit about like uh about kind of what where where you're from how you grew up minor hockey wise and then how the, the Hawks came on for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I moved into the, moved into the Beaver Valley area. I think I was in grade one. So I kind of moved in right at a good time from the East Kootenays and then just played minor hockey, you know, through the, through the years. And I was getting into Bantam and don't even know what trying to think back, what league I would have been in or what, the, you know, where I was when the Hawks started, but, Obviously, I'd go to the games. That was the you know the highlight of the weekend. Go to the, a Nighthawk game and watch the fights and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but yeah, I grew up in uh, Columbia Gardens, so I wasn't right directly in Fruitvale. So it's just outside towards the border. Um, yeah, and then just played the minor hockey and do, did the rep thing. And eventually, I was getting close to the you know time where I could start trying out. And that was a little intimidating because I was still in Bantam and I tried out in my second year Bantam. And uh, in actuality, I managed to get one game in in the 84 season. Actually, hey, I played in seven seasons. There but, you uh, go. <laughs> but that was an eye opener too because I was always like, oh, midget hockey. I got to go play midget. And midget was like goon hockey. And, you know, so before I got to play midget, I played junior. And then my first year midget, I was playing both junior and midget at the same time. So it was great to have a, a junior club there to play, you know, in your hometown. Oh, yeah. So you're saying like a midget hockey was like goon hockey back then? 
I'm interested to know what the junior league was like back then. And like what, when you're moving into that from minor hockey to the junior level, what, like, especially at that time, like, what was, what were you looking forward to? And like, what was different? Or was there anything that you were maybe intimidated by moving to that level? Well, we called it jungle bee hockey because uh, it was, yeah, it, it was pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty rough, but you know, I could actually say that some of my, my rougher hockey was, my was still midget in midget hockey i think it was uh still some of the most headhunting hockey you could ever play um so going to junior i don't know i i think once i got to that level it, it kind of i like to play physical it was my kind of game it wasn't the right size for it but i like to play physical hockey so getting into junior it was more my style it was you know it was a challenge um but it was a blast like, it, uh, I'll never, I'll never forget the years. I may not remember a lot of the details, but I never forget the, you know, just the routine year after year. You know, I wish we had the training technology as we do nowadays to like, see where what I could have done. Or what was it like though? Like when you're saying going from playing midget or bantam, like hey, like the Nighthawks are here, like it's junior hockey and it's in, you know, Beaver Valley. Well, back in the day, Beaver Valley and Trail. It, it was actually a shock when I went back uh, and it became the greater trail minor hockey. Brutal. I was kind of like insulted and a little bit put off by that because there's no way I would have went and played hockey for trail nah. at, at a junior B level. You know, I would have went and played junior A if, if they would, I mean, they had a team, I think the year after I finished, but no, I mean, you knew all the guys, great rivalry. You know, you played your minor hockey against them. Um, and then a few of them managed, you know, they trickled in. They didn't quite make the trail team, so they'd come to the Valley because, you know, we had a lot of a lot of local players, didn't have as many imports. So, um, but it was, yeah, no, there was never a doubt that I was going to be a Nighthawk if I was, you know, if I had the skill set to, to do it, that was where I was going to play. And uh, so, yeah, so then going and playing it, I, you know, once you step into it, it, it didn't really feel as big of a jump. Um, not saying I dominated or anything, but, you know, I remember my first game was when I was 15 and going to Rosalind as a call up. I, 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 it could have been the first shift. I don't know, but I'm on the half boards waiting for a pass from my D. I get the pass. By the time I take the pass, turn around, maybe take half a stride. I ended up back in the corner. <laughs> I just got totally nailed. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, Welcome to junior hockey. These boys are big. Remember who hit you? I don't remember who hit me. It was, but uh, yeah, it was like, okay. Welcome. Yeah, I was going to, I wanted to kind of ask, I mean, I, I see that for listeners at home there, you can't, can't see the screen here, but you've got a, just an unreal sick Hawk, uh, Nighthawks jacket behind you. Uh, you're still fitting. I mean, you're looking, you're looking like you, you work out in your build, but I mean, you probably fit in that still. Yeah. No, I was only 165 pounds back in the days when I played. Oh, yeah, the, you were the more the uh, in in the game ice hockey. You're more the Jake Morissette build. Oh, so, uh, sure. I, I yeah, I wish I had that build still, but you know, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> so, Jake, you can next time we have if we have an alumni event, you're gonna fit in that jacket, all right, for us. I'd love to throw that vest on. That yeah, looks incredible. I'm really impressed by that. Is actually the original crest from the jerseys, the original Nighthawk jerseys. That right there that we see. Yeah, that's the original Nighthawk crest. Yeah, so we oh, didn't have man, this on our jackets. I just said I got it sewn on. 
No it's wonder it's that's the most most dedicated player right there. <laughs> right? <laughs> Still, you might even win it this year. <laughs> they should name it after him. Five wins. Right? I mean, um, yeah, just speaking about playing in, in the league, like I – uh, I'm, I'm from Vancouver Island, but uh, uh, that the whole experience in the Kootenays um, playing, I, it's so unique and it's hard to explain to people, um, you know, that you're playing in it. You're playing like I was an import player, but you're playing in a town with a lot of locals You're playing towns that are only about 30 minutes apart, 45 minutes apart. Some of them. Um, was it the same? Like, was it were those rivalries as big? Then? What were the crowds like? How was it? Uh, how was the atmosphere in the rinks? Well, Grand Forks was the worst atmosphere, <laughs> and that's a were little. They the worst, away. Were they also just the worst team as well? Like <laughs> they, I don't think they were as bad as they have been in the recent years. Um, all I know is whenever we went there, it was a physical battle, and you had yeah. to watch your back from the people in the crowds. That still goes. I mean, when I, yeah. I don't know if it still happens today, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like people hanging over the hanging over the glass, pretty much, right? Yeah, we had a full on brawl bench clearing outnumbered i'd like to say i did well but uh i got on the ice i'm first brawl ever looking around who can i help their goalie blindsided me with a blocker oh <laughs> i kind of went down and he, he was over top of me i was like okay i guess uh i guess i'm out <laughs> you guys probably you probably weren't stopping for dinner in grand forks on the way home maybe wait uh till you got halfway or so that two hour drive back must have been interesting we always had some interesting trips from uh, on the way back. One year, one year we stopped at the beer and wine store. I don't know why. I don't know who was going there. <laughs> Turns out that one of their executive members were working there, so we got reported. Oh, our there. Uh, yeah, so that didn't go over too well, but uh, you know, we always had a good time. Team bonding moment. Yeah, cigars on the bus. Oh yeah, were the car were cards big on the bus when you played? Yeah, we always had the cards, and you know, you had the guys in the back of the bus doing their uh, doing their uh, chew. We had a goalie once; he couldn't even start because he got he did too much chew, and it got he got feeling sick, so he couldn't start the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's not awesome. quite as much discipline as what uh, your uh, current years would have uh, dictated. It's because we didn't have the training technology, right? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, so tell us a little bit about. Um, about kind of what you're what you did after the Nighthawks, how you're still uh, engaged, and like obviously we've gotten to to link up a few times recently, and and it's kind of where you see things going, and, and how how it's nice to be involved, like how or how you feel about being involved with the, the alumni association. Well, so yeah, so when after I finished my '91 season, I uh, was already in school for physical education, so I went out to University of Alberta and did my um, bachelor phys ed degree specializing in health and fitness promotion became a certified fitness appraiser or they called a professional fitness and lifestyle consultant and then so then when we left there eventually we ended up back in Fruitvale and I was then put my name forward to be assistant coach and I coached the 95-96 team I'll use that term loosely you know uh, a little over my head but it was an experience, but very hard to stand on the bench and, you know, not be able to do much and, you know, feeling like you could probably still be out there or want to. Was, be that, out was that your first time you, yeah, kind of being back involved after playing? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like nowadays you can keep and, you know, you got the internet and you got all the information at your fingertips. 
you know, we were just getting into that era. I think around then. You were wow. like, you guys are curving your own sticks. Oh yeah. What are you doing, you young punks? Yeah, yeah, we curved our own sticks. Then I got to come back and again and become involved in this uh, alumni association, which you know, with lots of players, and I've played with a lot of them. Yeah, pretty pretty good tradition uh, being a Nighthawk. I think Simi, you said it. It's it's kind of a, a special time when you first walk in there. I mean, I know I, was, I grew up around it, but for us local guys, like I didn't grow up being like, hey, I wanted to play in the NHL. I wanted to play for the Nighthawks. And Jake, I think you were probably the same way. Eh? Yeah, it was the same for me. I know, like I, I growing up living across the road from the rink, I always wanted to get over and watch all the games, and that's where I wanted to play. And then from there, it was just gravy, really. So yeah, as we kind of wrap it up here, Dwayne, we we. Uh, um, we're gonna really work hard. We want we want to we connect with as many uh, alum as we can. Um, I, I think it's a really great thing. I think um, a lot. Of, I mean, clubs hopefully all have it. It's good for the game as well. Uh, but I think what BV does is uh, is is very special. And how, how? So what's our outlook like? Where where do we feel? I want to you know we we've chatted about connecting with players, current players, um, and then players that are even a bit younger that have just finished up. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, like, so first off, like, for any of the older boys listening and um, taking part in this, you know, don't be afraid to step up, ask what can be done or, or, you know, any commitment or any help to the alumni, any little bit helps, you know, and it's not asking for hours of time, it's not even asking for, you know, money, it could just be stories, could be um, history, uh, the handout to the younger guys, you know, if you have a, the ability to help um, profession-wise. Um, I know, like, you know, coming out of hockey, you know, a lot of people, that's all their life is. And then all of a sudden you realize that there is no more hockey and now you have to move on with life. So then you have the questions of careers uh, moving forward. And I'm sure we have such a wide variety of guys that, you know, you can reach out and someone should be able to advise you a little bit on what to look for, what to avoid, how to best use your time. Yeah, yeah. Someone to kind of lean on a little bit and have, you know, maybe bounce some ideas off, chat a little bit about kind of, you know, what they did after all. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, because lots of guys, you know, there's a lot of guys who have stayed in hockey and in different areas and different aspects and, you know, power to them for doing that. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of have to go on to the, to the real world and uh, – actually get a you know you get a job you know like become a teacher or something like that there you go. <laughs> what we were told to do when we were when i was young be a teacher and then there was like a thousand of them for every job well, but it was yeah yeah i can help you with some of that ones right but uh it's uh it, you know it, it's it's amazing to have us together and, and we've been trying we've been looking for ways to to connect and, and i think this is just a great start um thanks a ton for coming on i mean it's it's it shows, uh, uh, you know, a, a guy like you, and, and it wasn't hard to figure it out when, and then when Connor told me, oh, I played these amount of years, and you're like, you know, with your one game in there, the seven years, like, <laughs> you're just uh, a staple in the uh, in the kind of the Hawks community. So um, I, I personally want to say thank you. It's been great getting to know you. Um, Connor, Jake? Yeah, no, thanks for doing this, Wayne. Really appreciate it. And it's just great to hear your stories about what it was like back when you played and Obviously, I know what you've been doing with the alumni and really been putting a lot of work into that. So we just really appreciate that as well. Yeah, no, well, absolutely. PG, so. Yeah, I'm sure some of those bus rides could have been a little more uh, 
PG 13 plus, but, uh, you know, we could have had heard some stories, but, uh, we'll save that for another day. Oh, yeah. Save that for the live, uh, the live get to alumni get togethers. Yeah. Fair yeah. <laughs> have a great weekend. Um, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll get another episode coming out, uh, next month. And if you're, uh, if you're interested in getting on, please hit us up on Instagram. Um, uh, send us a message. If you want to come on as a guest, we'd love to have anyone uh, that was associated with the club in any which way, whether you're a player or you're uh, in the management staff or you just were a, you know, a fan or a billet, anything that, that, uh, that you can add and want to chat about, we're here to, to talk about it. So thanks a ton and uh, looking forward to the next time we get together, boys. All right, fellas. Peace. Thanks, Later. Bye.